Welcome, privileged listeners, I want to say. The listeners of various degrees of privilege to episode 208 of the Nerd Stravaganza podcast, where I don't think we have the ethnic bona fides to be considered legitimate when it comes to the top tonight's topic. I, would you guys agree? I'm 132nd brown. Yeah, I'm, I'm half brown and South Asian brown at that, so. Okay, sort of all right. I, I, uh, <laughs> well, it is Asian, but it's not East Eastern yeah, Asian. Yeah, that's always struck me as odd. We use the term Asian, we mean East Asian, but not people from the Indian subcontinent, right. which is it's part of Asia technically, but yeah. I have something to reveal in my weekly Geekly might lend a little more credibility to my stance on tonight's episode, which I should probably outline (laughs) for our uh, viewers and listeners. Tonight's episode concerns the announced Ghosts in the Shell live action adaptation, which has uh, come under fire for whitewashing because they cast Scarlett Johansson, who is decidedly not Asian, to play the role of what is she the major or the captain or whatever the, the major yeah the major, yeah, major. Um, who is Japanese I, I, I if I recall right and I actually only watched the episode I, I watched the movie and so on. anyway oh here I go jumping into the episode by the way everybody I'm Tom I'm Brian and I'm Cam and as you can see I'm just loaded for bear so I just couldn't I wanted yes. to jump right in but uh yeah I watched the original like on VHS movie way back in the day and then caught the show sporadically as it aired on Cartoon Network with dubs. So uh, I won't claim familiarity with the show, but when I did watch it, it seemed pretty good. The VHS was awesome back then, back in the day. That and like Fist of the North Star were like, were like the two you could get, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was no question, at least in the show, that they, it was the, the cast were Japanese. Like they were like, oh, Japan is really being rocked by all these Chinese immigrants. And blah, blah, blah. Like, <laughs> so there's no question as to the ethnicity of the protagonists, but uh, that'll, that'll come into play later. First, I know a lot of like guys named Katsurugi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have, I'm from, uh, yeah, I'm, my, my family hails from Europe. <laughs> but before, we, I really want to dive into the discussion, but before we do, I think it would only be appropriate that we kick things off in our usual semi-privileged nurse-travaganza style with our weekly geekly geekly weekly update cam what have you been up to man man um i have i'm super happy i was uh been doing a bunch of trading as as usual uh on board game geek and i was able to trade for the russian star wars version of love letter um which is un impossible to get in the united states you cannot buy it anywhere or or even in europe it's only available in russia it's completely in russian but it is the only version of love letter that is star wars themed so i got that super excited badass Uh, yeah super and actually when i was in greece i got the uh the greek version of love letter so starting my international collection um let's see what else just did a lot of gaming uh with with my friends and my companion um, she's been getting really good at, uh, at Splendor and she's been stomping us all over the place in Splendor. Um, I am, I can't say what it is, but, or who I'm doing it for, but I am reviewing and re- reviewing a game and writing an article, uh, that will be in a pretty well-known board gaming publication and website. Uh, so I'm writing a strategy article on a new game that's going to come out very shortly, uh, by origins, um, which is in June. And, uh, so I'm writing that article in advance of that once it's done and I get the okay from the publisher, I I will 
make sure we put that on our website and link to that and all that stuff. But so that's exciting. And, um, speaking of origins, I just booked my flight to origins game fair, uh, which is in June. It's the second biggest, uh, gaming convention to only to Gen Con, uh, which I'm also going to, but origins is, is pretty awesome as well. And, uh, yeah, pretty full week. That's a, that's about it. Uh, that's about it is kind of a, uh, <laughs> What's the word when you diminish something? A, a diminishment, actually. Of, of oh, I, I did my taxes. Oh, there's that. <laughs> Sent in the check right on the uh, right on the 18th. Good job, good job. The highly efficient, just in time taxation. Uh, exactly. Um, that's awesome, Cam. I am. And it's cool to be with somebody who's like an industry insider, as you have become. So. <laughs> I don't. I don't know about that, but I am uh, happy to uh, that I am able to do the things that I'm able to do. Just score me some free tickets, man. That's all sure, I ask. Sure, man. Sure. To various events. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, what about you, man? What have you been up to? Not game related. I mean, kind of, sort of. But I, I actually cleared away all of my MegaCon plans. Got the hotel, which is borderline walking distance. I hope that works out because I really don't want to drive. What's it? I drive International Drive. Something I, like drive that. I really don't want to deal with awful. a with a hundred thousand extra people in town. Yeah, it's awful. Got the hotel, got the tickets. I think I'm going with some newcomers and they're all excited about like meeting celebrities. So I may like be ditching them actually <laughs> if they're waiting in line for hours to shake Stanley's hand. Uh, yeah, I got to work that out still, but everything else is in order. Oof. How did you come to be in a crew of such uh, foolish neophytes? You know, I, I'm trying to, like, spread the word and, like, friends of friends who have never been. Oh, I heard you're going. Oh, I want to go. All right. Well, go. I mean, you know, you can crash on my couch. And it's like, I think it's like $35 if you just want to go one day or something like that. And it's not not too expensive. So you're like, oh, John Cusack, I really want to meet him. Uh, all right. One celebrity. Oh, and, and the guy from Harry Potter's there. And oh, my God, Ralph Macchio. <laughs> all right. That's three. That's your day. Stop. <laughs> oh, and this guy. I really want to. OK, no, that's not going to happen. Like, yeah, it, I don't think people realize. I mean, once you see one of those lines, they're like, nope. Maybe the Ralph Macchio line won't be terrible. <laughs> <laughs> my companion was kind of gung ho about beating certain celebrities until we went in the day before an off peak day. It was a Friday of Emerald City and saw the lines for the, I hate to call any celebrity B-list because that's kind of like mean, but the less crowd drawing celebrities. And she was like, nope. Not a starter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah not the first person in the credits. I don't know. Huh? Um, so, wow, Brian, that's, uh, you'll have to offline divulge who these people are. I am, I might, this might be time for an intervention. <laughs> it, yeah, it might be really, I don't know. I want to share the word, but like this is going awry. They're going to have a shitty time. I mean, they're going to stand in line like all day. This is going to be like, yeah. this could have gone to Disney and stood in line. So I, I may have to like take action to provide some kind of entertainment or something. It's actually exactly like standing in line at Disney. You stand in line, you get up to the attraction and it gives you the same experience it gives everyone else. And it's over really quick. 90 seconds on the mine cart, 90 seconds with William Zebrek. What, what's the bad guy's name from... Karate Kid? Uh, yeah, <laughs> maybe. He, his name is, hey, how you doing? Okay, good to meet you. Move on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, his name's Cobra Kai. Man, if I was a celebrity, I would fucking love doing that stuff, just for the record. And sorry to work a little blue there, but 
you hear occasionally that these guys, especially the ones that are kind of a little more culturally relevant or a little reticent about doing these events and kind of douchey to boot, I would be like, I get paid to do what? Have people admire me? Okay. I saw this recently and I mean, I have no chance of attending because it's it's such a commitment, but I, I like the idea. There's a convention on a cruise. Ah, um, yeah. Yeah. Isn't uh, Magic City or not Magic City, uh, WizardCon doing that or something? It might be Wizard because I, I follow a lot of their news and, I, and I, I love that idea. Yeah. That like as a celebrity, like you, you want to pay me to just go on a cruise. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but you, you can't get it. But you can't get away. Then you know what I mean. Like you're you're stuck on the boat with the with all the fans. Oh my god! A, yeah. A, you know when you're done with your two hour block or whatever of signing autographs, you can go back to your hotel and or wherever. Yeah. And get away. You're stuck on the boat. Like those Star Trek conventions that they have on this this the ships. Oh man. No time is safe either. You want to like sneak down to a buffet at three in the morning. They're all fucking hanging. And especially the buffets are all hanging out there. Just hammered. Scarfing yeah. down. <laughs> oh, it's you. I'm your biggest fan. Oh, God. It's like the fifth time you've seen me this weekend. Come on. Yeah, seriously. I'm going to just drown myself off the stern. So <laughs> peace. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I I might make the most of that, though, too. It beats punching a clock. Uh Monday through Friday, doesn't it? Yeah, for sure. And who knows? You might actually have some cool fans that you want to hang with and drink. I don't know. Anyway, uh, got a little off topic there, Brian. Anything else? Uh, there's actually, for the first time in a long time, a, a Kickstarter I'm actually pretty excited about. Oh. It's it's a tabletop game, but it's from a book that I tell everyone to read. And it's got, God, I think it's James Ernst is the designer. So it's very well credentialed. Did you guys see that um, Dark Souls funded in like three minutes? 70,000? Oh my God, yeah. In, in three minutes and they're at like 1.2 million almost now with in less than a day. I don't know how they're going to translate that experience to a board game, but that does look pretty neat. It looks awesome, but yeah, I, I, I'm curious to see how the gameplay is. Nice miniatures. Yeah. It should be highly frustrating, right? To be consistent. Yeah, right. I mean, like part one of your moves should just be flip the table. Like... <laughs> And you have to pay in uh, in pounds because it's coming from England. Huh. Well, how do you even get pounds? You have to like trade in like <laughs> ducats or something for that? How, how, how do you even do that? <laughs> I, I, I think they have some kind of uh, sophisticated conversion mechanism called PayPal. I've got like 400 kroners <laughs> and 15,000 ducats and like 6 billion rupees. What does that come to? <laughs> but yeah. Well, what's the name of the game that Ernst is doing? Uh, Tack. A beautiful game. Like, like that's actually the title, which hmm. is interesting. Um, you and I were kind of talking about this. Remember the the name of the wind, the book I was telling you to read? Yeah, 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 yeah. The sequel to that features this game very heavily. And apparently uh, the developer and the writer got together and like, you know, put it together and created it. And it looks really cool. It's a bit like chess with like totally bizarre pieces like your block of wood is this and your square of wood is this and the pyramid of wood is that and it's actually four like there's two levels so there's like the board game that you would carry somewhere and there's a smaller completely playable version of it just on a smaller board just like in a drawstring bag that you can like take to a bar and get soaking wet with beer and like which fits the novel and it, it's really cool looking. That's pretty sweet. I have a lot of faith. I mean, obviously, I haven't play, I played it, but the the game should be really cool. Yeah, I, I got to thank you, actually, Brian. I meant to bring this up in my Geekly. Uh, 
I haven't read that book yet. It's on my in my queue, but uh, I finished all the Game of Thrones books again. I reread them <laughs> because of the uh, you know the the premieres on uh, on on Sunday for the new uh, the new season, and then uh, you know you suggested the Lies of Locke Lamora. Yeah, and that book was awesome. I loved it. I'm already on the sequel. I, I already read that book, and I'm already on the sequel, the um, uh, Red Seas under Red, Red Skies. Yeah, so I'm loving it. It's it's an awesome series so far. I, I am surprised that's m- not more popular because it's fantasy, but like just totally not fantasy. That's like totally Hollywood, like Italian job shit. That I thought people would just love. I'm glad you liked it. Oh yeah, Italian job fantasy uh magic all kinds of good stuff going on in there it's it's cool it's totally cool and, and kind of on the easy side to read but really good writing like i like that one a lot scott lynch right yes if anybody's listening and, and anxious for for links i uh i have to read more i've, <laughs> I've been too busy with other bullshit to read like for ple- for pleasure like i've been doing reading for other purposes but not like just reading an awesome story cam I, you're reading the a song of ice and fire yes. books in preparation for the show. Why? It's like its own. Yeah, I know. I know. Now. But I just wanted to reread them because I, I like to, cause I read them so long ago before I was like losing, not remember. I was misremembering what was from the books and what was not. Ah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, let me reread and make sure I know what the, it's so I can be comic book guy basically. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. You, 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 you will be a total smug asshole this year. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Cause I kept, you know, cause you, you watch the show and it's like, oh yeah. And you sort of misremember like, you know, I mean, there were certain things I knew for sure was like, oh God, that's totally off. But you know, certain things that are like subtle, you're like, wait a minute. So. It's just a shame like, the uh, director didn't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Can they start calling the white walkers others now? I mean, that, yeah. that fucking, what do you call it? Show has been off the air for a while now. Uh, the one they thought was going to cause confusion. Uh, lost. lost yeah. Anyway, Brian, we're still on your weekly. Anything else? Nope, that's it. <laughs> the, right. Half of that is my week. <laughs> okay, all right. Check out Tack and Elijah Block Lamora. <laughs> Will do. Yes. Brings it around to me. Uh, I think I already discussed last week the Emerald City Comic Con. Apart from that, I hope I'm not rehashing something, but I feel like it, it bears repeating given tonight's episode. Did I talk to you guys about my... I, I think I may have talked off the show about my 23andMe genetic uh, profile. Oh, yeah. With regard to my ethnicity. I don't know if I did that on the show or not. But as you can probably tell, (laughs) I have a tiny quotient of a a potentially darker persuasion. So this gives me the only reason I'm mentioning this. Well, is one, I forgot to mention it on the show. And two, it gives me like a tiny percentage of credibility. So I I think I'm allowed to comment a little more vigorously than I might otherwise have done. Anyway, uh, Years A couple of years ago, I did the 23andMe thing. You spit in this thing. They analyze your spit and look for all these dread diseases and stuff. Some They only advise you of a few now because of some FDA, you know, the, the FDA or whatever, <laughs> bunch of nanny staters. But they do still let you, they, they divulge all this like ethnic information about your past and everything. And based on that, there was a certain like 3%. They weren't really sure where it was from in my DNA. Well, it, I, it seemed to skew broadly towards like Asian North American, in other words, you know, like somebody from East Asia or, or a Native American, which, okay, sure, people in the Americas interbred, I could buy that. Well, it's been updated, apparently. And now my unknown portion seems to be trending toward the Mediterranean and North Africa. Hmm. 
now when I say tr- my percentage, it's like 1.8%. It's this is not a large amount of me, but uh, I suddenly find I have terrorist leadings, uh, you know, of course, <laughs> being from the Mediterranean. I can't say it's really surprising. My dad's side of the family has Italian and specifically Sicilian heritage and being kind of in the Mediterranean, you know, people traveled all around and migrated back and forth for centuries. So yeah, huge port city. You're a little bit of everything, right? I mean, I mean, I would think so. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's not at all surprising. I mean, the Roman empire spanned both sides of the, of the Mediterranean and, you know, with on those warm Mediterranean nights, surely sailors coming to coming to call in ports, uh, <laughs> got busy so i always thought you looked a little moorish thank you yeah thank you i i resent the loss of spain to this day to those (laughs) but uh it'll be curious i'm gonna i'm gonna probably get a kit for my dad and have him tested and see if he comes back i would expect i guess he'd be like double what i am basically in terms in terms of that so um i thought that was kind of interesting and uh as it makes me not 100 percent european I have a tiny uh, shred of credibility this episode as we talk about ethnicity and, and representation in media. So I thought that was cool. It's too bad you're not the uh, Native American anymore. You could have got some of that casino money. Well, it turns out, <laughs> it turns out, no, I could not have. Oh man, that's things. Yeah, you actually have to have like a measure, like a meaningful amount of Native blood. Oh. Like you know, your great, 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 great grandpappy, you know, or grandma couldn't have been Native in order to qualify. So uh, snob, snobs. Right. Yeah. What did we? What did we ever do to them? Come on. I, I know. Like, <laughs> with, with with my luck, my any native heritage I had would have been with from some uh, tribe or nation that doesn't have any revenue, and they're just like they got sent to some shit reservation, and they're just totally mistreated by the government. <laughs> that would have been my luck. Oh, I'll, I'll go on record now as saying that I think that the the native of tribes and nations deserve the casino business and no, and, and much more. Yeah. And more and more besides. Sure. Yeah. It's hard to, well, I'm not going to get to the game of what ethnicity got fucked over more, but they, they did not get a good yeah. deal uh, as this nation was founded. So I think we, any fair minded person agrees with that. Um, anyway, my soapbox now uh, behind me, I guess I dismounted from the soapbox. <laughs> um, that was it. The 23 me thing. I find that that's kind of nerdy. I, I always check back to see what new dread diseases they might think I might have a uh, chance of getting. And it's never any. So apparently I'm going to live forever. Oh, I can smell certain better, bitter smells. And my pee smells like asparagus because of my genes. Add that. Nice. Add that too. Yep. And that's it, man. Just 23 and me and just back in Florida uh, from Seattle after an awesome Emerald City Comic Con and, and hanging out up there. Sweet. So I know I probably did some geeky stuff. I'm forgetting up there, but uh, going to be back in the Sunshine State. And that's it for my update. Awesome. Which brings us around to the news. Stravaganza starring Cam. I'm ready. Um, in... San Francisco, which is the home of Lucasfilm, some very, very irate Star Wars Expanded Universe fans um, using Indiegogo money, about a th- about 5000 bucks, put up a, a billboard uh, directed towards Lucasfilms that says, Dear Lucasfilm, please continue the original Expanded Universe, the epic story that existed from 1976 to 2014. Thank you. www.giveuslegends.net Because, of course... Anything that's not the six movies or seven movies now um, or the uh, Clone Wars is uh, in the legend category and technically non-canonical. Um, 
So those guys are basically begging for, uh, you know, more expanded universe stuff to come out. Um, but, uh, I don't think it's going to happen. As a matter of fact, one of our previous guests, Chuck Windig, who is the author of star Wars aftermath, which is a canonical star Wars, uh, novel, um, tweeted yesterday as noted, I think the most positive way forward for the BBL SWEU community would be to seize fanfic. Ride that Tauntaun till it's frothy. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he, like many others, you know, aren't too uh, optimistic on the expanded universe coming back anytime soon or being, or, or being greatly expanded uh, from the current universe uh, or canonical universe anyway. I don't know how they would, man. I don't know how they, I mean, unless they were going to fork it and have these weird, confusing, like parallel movie series and stuff i'm not sure how they would yeah. do it don't the books start like the day after jedi oh brian would know better the the books are are just all over the place there are some that are between jedi and empire and there are some immediately after empire and i'm sorry immediately after jedi and i think there's some like 60 years in the future like i mean it goes for a long time Unless you were making book to, to movie adaptations, like you, you, you couldn't, you couldn't do it. You couldn't do it. And they're doing such a good job with the EU anyway. Like the really good shit they're using. Maybe they're not using it exactly like it was written or whatever, but they're using those ideas and they're using those themes. And I, God, you know, you think you're a little loony in your, in your passion for something until you meet someone like this and you're just like, Oh, no, no. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I've got a ways to go. <laughs> I mean, I can, I can sympathize with them, but yeah, I, I, I tend to uh, lean on your side of the fence, Brian. If they were doing a shit job, then it'd be a lot easier to cry. But I mean, they're doing a great job. I think the, the comics are excellent. The Rebels is excellent. For the most part, all of the books are very well received. I, I don't see what there is to complain about. Always going to have a, a complaint, especially in this realm. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. So Star Wars aside, um, speaking of evil empires, um, Apple is tightening its grip and continuing to wall its proverbial technology garden uh, even higher. Um, the iWatch or the Apple Watch was... Um, when it launched, it had this like little accessory port that was sort of unused and really no one knew what to make of it. And um, so people started investigating on how they could. And a company called Reserve, Reserve Strap developed a smart band that was capable of ex extending the battery life by up to 30 hours. So all you had to do was just wow. you know, switch out the little band and it, it your, your, your watch just cruised for, for hours and hours and hours. Well, that was until the other day. When Apple released their OS 2.0.1 uh, software update, which blocked access to the accessory port. So all of, all of the reserve strap owners can no longer use them for anything but a strap. And all of the, you know, reserve strap inventory is basically useless at this point. That seems wow. a little shitty. Yep. So basically they said, Hey, thanks for the idea. We're going to go ahead and make our own and, uh, you know, charge probably double what you're charging and people are going to have to use it because it won't be compatible with anything else. So thanks Apple. Uh, I don't, I don't have an Apple watch anyway, and I probably won't. So it doesn't matter to me, but it still sucks. Okay. Yeah. I I'm surprised that like they had enough market to bother quite honestly, but yeah. yeah. 
Um, speaking of getting screwed, uh, Chinese satellite has proved that reproduction is possible in space. So if you need to have kids in space, you can do it. I, I am glad the Chinese are finding other ways to have kids. I know, right? <laughs> Expanding even, even more their population. Uh, well, they use rat embryos, but still, uh, yeah. I mean, I guess that bears a positive sign for us if we ever have to leave the Earth behind. When? When? Uh, or when, yeah, yeah basically. Uh, and just to sort of tie us in, this is my last story, tie us into the sort of, you know, Japanese ghost in the shell sort of thing. I'll end with a... Um, Xbox 360, uh, uh, well, you know, Microsoft is not a, a Japanese company, but most of them are probably all made there. Either they're in China anyway. Uh, the Xbox 360 is now a collector's item. Uh, after <sighs> 10 years of production, they are no longer going to make any more Xbox 360s. So get them while they're hot. Uh, Cam, the plural is Xboxes 360. Xbox Just- 360, okay. Yes. Uh, all right. Well, I will definitely be cashing in now as the rarity uh, yeah. increases. All right. Well, that was a hell of a batch of news, sir, and appreciate the uh, intrepid reporting by the intrepid reporter. My pleasure. That being you. My pleasure. <laughs> okay. And I think through that halting, disjointed introduction, I had a very, at the very least, hinted at tonight's topic. A little background, I am in some nerd-based Facebook groups, and in one of the groups, a gentleman really got me thinking when he commented that he really felt represented by Ghost in the Shell being of Asian descent. He never explicitly stated that he was of Asian descent, but I'm inferring that he was, or that he is. But basically, he looked up to the character or characters in Ghost in the Shell and then was very disheartened to learn that they cast a Caucasian actress, Scarlett Johansson, to play the major. And I, I confirmed, like, because of this, this gentleman, and I, I didn't give his permission to use his name or anything, so I'm going to just refrain from that and refer to him as the inspiration for the show. Um, but he will not be watching this movie and his enjoyment of it. It'll be impossible for him to enjoy it when somebody of the wrong ethnicity is playing the character. And that really got me thinking. And I guess it's, I will say like he, he expressed this in not really very combative terms. And the response from a lot of people was, Oh, it's not a big deal. Ah, come on. Uh, uh, People were a little bit quick to discount his concerns and, and his feeling that an opportunity for an Asian to be represented in media was, was missed here. And that really got me thinking. And I know we can probably talk about counterpoints where, you know, characters were, uh, I don't know what the, you have whitewash, I guess, color tinted. I don't know, whatever. Where, where color, where the ethnicity was switched in the other direction, if you will. I really hate that it's like white and everything else. And it's like a binary, but for the purposes of discussion, that seems to be how people think. But anyway, I just put that out there. I figured I'd get your thoughts. Uh, what do you think of this this whitewashing? What do you think of ethnic representation in media? Just kind of open the floor. It doesn't bother me. I mean, I'm a person of color, obviously. Um Asian myself, South Asian, not East Asian, but, um, you know, to me, I'm also a businessman. I'm also a corporate, you know, corporate attorney. Um, you know, you got to make the best decision for your product. And if that means you cast Scarlett Johansson as the lead and that's going to make you the most money for your company and your shareholders, well then that's what you do. You know what I mean? I'm, I, I don't kowtow to this 
PC police. I, to me, it's insulting that uh, you would be, you would say like, well, uh, you know, you have to have a person of this ethnicity or a person of that ethnicity. Why can't it just be the best person for the job or the person that is going to make the project the most successful? And if that's what they think, then great. I mean, it'd be different if you had like, you know, inside information or knowledge that they said, oh, we can't, you know, screw Asians. They suck. We want to have a white chick. You know what I mean? Yeah, then, then that's fine. But if someone sat down and did a dollars and cents analysis and said, well, if we cast some, uh, you know, an Asian actor that no one really knows or even is sort of like, you know, known in the United States, we're going to get X amount of revenue. But if we cast Scarlett Johansson, we're going to get Y and the Delta is so different. Mm. We need to, you know, then that to me, that's fine. I, it's almost hard for me to say uh, – it's almost hard for me to associate a, a, a character with an ethnicity from anime because, I mean, she, mm. she doesn't really look Asian in the the cartoon. I mean, she looks like a cartoon. Mm. So I wasn't too outraged by that until I, I found out you, – you guys heard that they actually ran like – test footage of they just cgi'd their eyes to make the like scarlett johansson look asian so we want an asian look but not an asian person i don't understand that if you're gonna say look it's an american movie it's made in hollywood we have american actors they're gonna be some white folks i mean seriously like name an asian actress in hollywood not like a korean actress or anything like that like name someone they could have gone to yeah Ten years ago, that Lucy Liu chick would have been a go-to, but I don't think she's quite the star she was uh, a while back. Yeah, she's well, and she's a little older. She, I mean, she's on a uh, she's on Sherlock, I think, right? Mm. She's Watson, I think, on Sherlock. But yeah, she's a little older now. But uh, I mean, Bai Ling, but she's a big mess. Um, psh, who, who's another Asian? Um, no one with any mass appeal, right, right? Like no one with Scarlett Johansson's level. Right. Yeah, and that, that was my point. So I would have been all right with that. But then like, hey, can't we like, you know, make do makeup, CGI? Can we like do a little surgery? That's that's kind of fucked up. H- have any of you guys seen Cloud Atlas? Yes. Yes. Ooh, I mean that was that was really bad. They did like a makeup thing to make Caucasian people look Asian and it was like <laughs> it was not natural looking at all and, and Yeah, it looked terrible. But yeah. I, but that, that was like sort of like a futuristic thing, though. I think it was like an they were supposed to be like an amalgamation, right? Like I, I I've seen people who are half Asian and half Caucasian, and they don't look like monsters. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that's, true. that's true. But the problem was that like I think what that was that they had to show people like across different timelines. So like they were Asian in the future, but they might have been white in the past. You know what I'm saying? Like I think the people were in different. I don't know. I mean, I get it, but like, <laughs> I would have been better with like the old kung fu yeah. style of just squint a lot <laughs> than have these bizarre. Yeah, no, I'm not defending the movie. It was, it, was, like, it was a it was a good effort, I think, but it was a mess. Hmm. The, I mean, the movie the the theme of the movie was a good effort. The execution was poor. Yeah. Same yeah. thing with that. Big Hero Six was a great movie. I, I mean, I liked it. I liked the movie, but they did that weird like. It was like San Francisco, but sort of an Asian town as well. Like, yeah, so, it was like San San Francisco, yeah, something like that. And I was just like, "What? Why? Like, you, you know what I mean? You're, you're you're offending both sides." I thought that was cool, personally. I, I guess again, that was 
well, it didn't seem that futuristic, but it seemed, you know, some far flung future where societies meld together and all that kind of stuff. I mean, which is kind of a thing in anime, isn't it? I mean, like, that's not uncommon. I mean, no, I, I don't. Do you guys remember Batman Beyond, the show that I stopped watching as soon as Bruce Wayne, like cowardly in a cowardly fashion, pulled a gun on somebody and retired? <laughs> <laughs> the the intro was all. Yeah. I think it was in the wake of like movies like Johnny Mnemonic, where they would show like, "Look how we've achieved fusion." There's like signs with Chinese all around, and um, that yeah. I remember the intro, which and in the show there was a lot of uh, like Asian characters on buildings and so on. Uh, oh, oh, Serenity and Firefly. There's all kinds of Chinese being spoken and Chinese yeah. influence. There are no Chinese people. There yeah. are no Chinese people anywhere yeah. to be seen, but somehow their influence is still there. So I, I kind of always liked that. I always liked that. Like, look, we're starfaring now. Like, we're all one. We, I mean, the joke is we fucked ourselves brown, but like, that's what happens 200 years in the future. But it was Chinese with like, a weird Western accent effect. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I, the I, I, I recall, Chihuahua, you know, it was like, what, yeah. what are you saying? Nathan Fillion. I, I think the, the background there was that the two superpowers had fought a war in the past and then came to, came to peace or whatever, when they started star or whatever. But um, yeah, that again, the, the lack of Asian actors in this supposedly highly Chinese American Western blooded culture that struck me as as bizarre i yeah. i i would i actually wish i should have thought to ask the guy who inspired this episode if that bugged him at all like <laughs> they spoke chinese but there were no chinese people in evidence yeah a lot of a lot of movies did that like um uh what was that movie i actually like was it looper with bruce willis yeah yeah oh yeah, yeah. he was like i think it was um who's the guy from dumb and dumber not not jim carrey the other guy uh i know who you're talking about but yeah you know what i mean the uh, the blonde hair guy he's like with the boss that comes back from the future and he's talking to you know joseph gordon levitt and he's like and levitt's like yeah you know i think i'm gonna go to paris and he's like no go to china and he's like no i think i want to go to paris he's like i'm from the future go to china <laughs> like you know what I mean? like, <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah that's uh they do that a lot like somehow i guess china or you know is like the go-to superpower yeah, I mean, you just remove the Chinese people and then it's fine for American audiences too. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think our broader I think the point we're kind of driving at here is like this movie would not be the first offender when it comes to excluding or, or maybe underrepresenting people of Asian descent. And um a one defense I heard on the thread where this guy voiced his concerns was basically the one you just made cam like the studio execs got together they're like okay we can cast so so and so now we're gonna do we're we're throwing johansson in she's a big draw we're making zillions and it was a financial decision you could certainly make an argument that that says something about hollywood or america or american film or what have you i also heard arguments that well you know if you go over and look at like japanese or chinese cinema you don't see a lot of caucasian actors you may have one or two but they're going to feature people from the dominant population wherever they're filmed i don't see many white boys in in bollywood films you you know what i mean like (laughs) right 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 yeah and so america principally being an offshoot of european civilization that's changing as we become more uh diverse and i i think a lot of this stuff is growing pains of of our population demographics changing but yeah it's not 
shocking. Like, I don't know, if you went to the Italian peninsula in the year 100 and saw a lot of Romans, would you be shocked? Like, I, I think a lot of this is a consequence of just demographics, but none of the answers offered satisfied this guy. I think he just, like, he really kind of took it to heart. Like, this sucks. This was a Japanese character and they didn't even have the decency to cast a Japanese actor. Like, yeah. I mean, I kind of get his point. But it's like, guess what? We bought the rights to the movie and we own the movie. We bought the rights to make money for the movie. And this is how we think we're going to make the most out of it. If you want to cast an Asian in one of your movies, go ahead and make one and put it out. You know what I mean? I, I kind of think if you're looking for like sensitivity or respect or something like that, you maybe not look to Hollywood for right. it. I mean, they worship the right. dollar. Like they don't give a shit about anything else. Well, so, okay. Then let's consider that calculus uh, as it played out in, um, I'm trying to think of like a similar, okay. It was, it was in a smaller role, but do you remember the big row when they cast, was it Idris Elba as the guy that guards the rainbow bridge into Valhalla in the Thor movie? Um, mm -hmm. What was it? Heimdall or whatever the hell his name was. I forget. Uh, I can't even remember now, but like there was this, he's not Norse. Bro, like, Okay, you're right. And, you know, in the, in the next Thor movie, his squad of, like, of companions, there was, like, an Asian guy and a black guy. And, like, they definitely made the Norse pantheon a little more cosmopolitan, if you will. There was outrage. And I guess here's where I there's a definite double standard. There was outrage, but the people even who mildly objected, like, well, the Norse, Norse pantheon wouldn't really have an Asian guy in it, would it? They, regardless of how reasonable you were in your objection, you were the most contemptible racist. You needed to be drummed right out of town. What were you thinking? I guess what accounts for that is like, you know, race relations over, over time. And, and I mean, I don't know. Like, what do you guys think about that? You, is it fair to bring up counter examples of a person of color being subbed in for a white person? Or, or is it, are you missing uh, context, as they say? I mean, I, I think... Whatever you believe, I think you have to apply it to both sides. So it's either great that, you know, there's black guys in Valhalla and it's great that there's white guys in Tokyo. Hmm. Like, that's fair. Which, again, I understand some of our listeners might actually, like, believe in Valhalla and worship Thor. and But most of us, it's comic book. They could have been drawn blue. And then what would hmm. we have done? Yeah. Like... It, it's fantasy and it's still fantasy with a, a black guy or a yellow guy or a red guy or, or, you know, like Jesus Christ, what did they do for the girl in guardians of the galaxy? Like what race was she originally green? She's green. What's mm -hmm. it matter? Yeah. Yeah. That's a That's a good point. I mean, you got to paint somebody green. You're not going to. So, I mean, I, I understand the impulse for wanting to set the historical scales. Right. But I think for most people, I know for all people, human history is about 50 years. <laughs> the 50 years that you're actually cogent and like not a drooling baby or a drooling old person, that's the span of history for you. I think that's why people are resistant to these remedial efforts uh, that we undertake. Like we're going to represent people of color more in film because they weren't represented in the past. The people born today have no appreciation for the fact that there were zero people of color in film 50 years ago. So I think that's where you, there's a difficulty getting people to, to take the long view because people can't think past their little 50 year window of, of mattering. You know, I may have gone a far field there, but no, no, that makes a lot of sense to, to me though. It, it's, it's to me, it's like sort of insulting that like you're, 
if you're just going to throw someone in there just because they're black or because they're Asian or because whatever, that's insulting to me. I get his argument that like, hey, she was originally Asian. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you use an Asian? I get that. I have no problem with his argument, but, but like I said, my counter argument is because I own the rights and I want to make more money than I think an Asian will make. But this, what you're saying, like the tinting, I guess we could call it of, you know, of otherwise non, uh, you know, uh, uh, ethnically diverse roles. I think it's good if that is the best actor for the job, but just like, you know, sort of like affirmative action. If it's, if, if you're just putting someone in there because they're a person of color I, as a person of color, find that offensive. I, I want the job because I'm the best at the job. Yeah. Because you think that I'm going to do the best at it. Not because you think that I need a leg up. You know what I mean? Don't do me any fucking favors. I, I, I want to make my way on my own merits. Yeah, you know, okay. I could cite examples. Like Will Smith's playing Deadshot in this new movie. I like to think they had a casting call and a lot of big name actors came in and Will Smith, he's a talented actor and he got the job. Uh, it may very well be that like, Hey, we need a black in here. Let's get Will Smith. That conversation may have happened. And I find that a little objectionable too, cam. I mean, I don't like the, I'm not a person of, well, I'm 1.8% of color, <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, I can see why that would be seen patronizing and insulting. Like, oh, uh, well, we got one of you in there. See on the screen. Yeah. Um, well, and you bring and, how benevolent. Yeah, and it's funny are. you bring up Will Smith because him and his wife were the ones that were like starting that movement to boycott the Oscars yep. or whatever because they said that no black leading people, men or women, were in any of the movies that were in Best Actor or Best Picture or whatever. Well, so what? Like, so that means that you need to put some you you're putting a inferior movie or what the voters deem as an inferior movie uh up for an award just because there's a person of color in it uh, that's insulting to me as a person of color i i mean can't have it both ways you know well i get, yeah i mean so here's here's something i can bring to the table from the perspective of a person of non-color or whatever the fuck i am um a lot of white people, and I cringe when they do it, <laughs> handle people, handle especially black people, but people of color with like these kid gloves and like patronize them and, oh, oh, that's a good job. Oh, you know, like, like make ex and are willing to excuse shortcomings because they feel that's the right thing to do. I'm not, I'm not saying you're hateful, but that comes across as a little bit racist. Well, it's okay that you didn't do as well. I mean, you're, the expectations are lower. You're disadvantaged. Shit, if that was me, I mean, I am a human being. I know that I have no credibility because I cannot possibly relate to somebody else who is of a different mm -hmm. ethnicity. That's my last point I'm going to get to in a minute. But that would insult the shit out of me if somebody was like, well, you, if, if the bar was lowered, so to speak, in some people's minds because they felt because they felt it needed to be. And I'm talking about things like the, where, where it comes down to your merit and your talent. Obviously, we should have protections from things like lending discrimination, you know, I don't hiring discrimination, that kind of stuff. I'm not saying we should dispense with anti-discrimination measures, but yeah, I, I, I could see Cam where you would be mm -hmm. seriously insulted if somebody gave you a job because of, um, well, you know, even when I was like applying to law school and stuff like that, I was, um, I refused to use that as a, as a crutch. Like I'm, I'm half white, you know, and I'm half Pakistani. They didn't have, they don't, whenever you have one of those things to sort of fill out, I'm not on there. You know what I mean? I, I'm, I'm traditionally an other or whatever. So, you know, I, I refuse to let that be a, a, a consideration in my, in my law school application. Uh, I just didn't, I, you know, I just, to me that, that 
that's shitty. I, I want them to look at my grades. I want them to look at my personal statement. I want them to look at my, you know, else my, my test scores and that's it. It shouldn't matter if I'm mm. white, black, Chinese, whatever. That's admirable, man. I mean, I, I think so. Um, I applied as an African American and they <laughs> did not buy it. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, there we, th- that's where we, right there is where we, I, I cross the line. I'm going to get in big trouble. I apologize. I am not making light of <laughs> affirmative action. <laughs> Didn't want to go there, but it does bring me to the final kind of segment of the conversation I wanted to touch on, which comes down to who is allowed to talk about this stuff and even, and even have a voice. And th- this goes beyond just nerd culture, but I think it's a problem in society as a whole. When I mentioned to this gentleman in the Facebook group I'm in that, hey, we're going to, you've inspired an episode. We're, we're going to do an episode about this. One of the things he said was, you better have an Asian guy on there, just saying. <laughs> to which I replied, I offered you up, Cam. <laughs> I'm like, well, wait, I have a guy who, you know, who's half Pakistani. Does that count? I, <laughs> that's the best I could do, unless you're volunteering. He did not volunteer to come on the show. <laughs> but I don't think especially in nerd circles where people are so opinionated and we're all supposed to kind of be in this together, that it's helpful to tell somebody right out of the gate, you know what, because of your background, you don't get a voice. I think it's fair to say, look, you don't possibly understand my point of view and let me explain why you don't get my point of view. But to straight out dismiss somebody else or say that they really to, to say basically that your melanin count, <laughs> and, and I was making a joke about this with my 1.8%, your ethnic makeup gives you, lends you credibility. That That's that's beyond absurd to me. And I don't think that's helpful when it comes to racial and ethnic dialogue in an increasingly multicultural society. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I would agree with that. What do you think, Brian? Like, for example, you're not allowed to have an opinion on Black Thor. And if you're going to have an opinion on this, Brian, white bread, Brian, it better be that you're going to boycott this movie because of the non-Japanese actress who was cast. This is slightly off topic, but I'll answer your question. I was going to boycott this movie because it's a shitty anime adaptation <laughs> made by Hollywood. I wasn't going to go see it anyway. It's probably not going to be all that great. But as to who can discuss what, more people are talking about this, either pro or negative, than people are talking about the, I don't even know if you guys have heard about this because no one's talking about it. They're taking Andrew Jackson off the $20 bill and they're putting Harriet Tubman on. And we're talking about pop culture instead. Which would be like excusable within our circle, except that like I haven't heard shit about the Harriet. I've heard almost nothing about the Harriet Tubman thing, even from my non-nerdy friends on social media and so on. Um I mean, if the aliens are monitoring us and they're like this many stories about must be important to them, the aliens assume we care about Ghost in the Shell. <laughs> I mean, well, okay, now that trending, <laughs> yes, that's another thing that was brought up on this topic in the same group where somebody made the point, like you know, there's more important things to worry about than this. That I have discovered uh, to my to my grief and peril is the worst thing you can ever say. If you are, and if yeah. you at all say, you know, I don't think this is that big of a deal. You might as well have like said, I don't like Japanese people and I will not watch anything. Uh, yeah. I'm not saying that this transpired, but in a thread on the same, I'm, I'm trying to be so vague. Basically you cannot answer with, this isn't a big deal. Harriet Tubman's on, on the 20. That's, 
That's an invalid answer, white bread. <laughs> yeah, that's like the uh, I have black friends. <laughs> well, <laughs> it just, it just doesn't, it just doesn't it, it, work. It's it's worth pointing out the person who made that argument. I believe themselves that I believe that person himself was a person of color, and he was like, "Look, as it oh. so he qualified it with as a POC. I don't think this is a big deal." And I was just ever so quietly like, mm, I don't know, it's getting dicey. Yeah, but your point's taken, Brian. Yeah, <laughs> I think this pop culture does seem to matter more than like something that's pretty significant. Harriet Tubman being on the 20 is a big deal. And uh, and what Asian person would you put on the 20? It's too early. Give it time. Like, we'll get there. OK, yeah, because because of the way history has played out. Yeah, there will be an Asian person on, on, on a dollar at some point um, at this point. I can't recall from my history education that uh, that necessarily there was somebody who would stand out to be put on a, a dollar because I think we were kind of trying to kill most of the significant figures. <laughs> I mean, there's probably like some unsung heroes or historical players that will come to light in the future. And, and you may see that. Well, especially like with the railroads and stuff like that, I'm sure. I was just going to say there's a whole hit, like we wouldn't have a transcontinental railroad system if it wasn't for Asian folks who came over to, to build that. So see, I, I'm, I'm all for the Harriet Tubman switch. I mean, I, I, I don't think that that's insulting at all. I mean, I think me too. I mean, Andrew Jackson. All right, whatever. But you, you know what I mean? I, I, I think Harriet Tubman, in my opinion, probably made more far reaching uh, effects than Andrew Jackson's presidency. You know what I mean? I mean, I might be wrong. I'm not the best in history, but uh, I think wasn't Jackson, the guy who was really pricky about removing like, uh, Native Americans from their land and shit. Like I think yeah. he was the guy like Davy Crockett, like vehemently opposed and all this stuff. Um, <laughs> no, no, it's true. Like he, yeah. he protested him in government and everything. He's like, fuck, it, I'm going to go die in Texas. I don't need this shit. <laughs> I'm not sure that's how that went down, but die happily in his own bed. If according to Disney. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's right. Years later died happily going to his bed. I think it's Surrounded a little known thing though. Ones. Now by loved ones, we mean angry Mexican guys with guns. <laughs> um, that's a little known. His I don't think that's highlighted enough that he he and others were not in favor of Indian removal. It was as it was called at the time. Boy, that's kind of an aside. Anyway, I hear he's going to be on the back of the dollar or of the of the twenty dollar bill. 20, yeah. Which I don't really think you want to put him and Tubman on the same bill. But well, at least they're on like opposite sides of the coin. I mean, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, they could be staring each other down. Like, uh. I'll, I'll, I'll end on this lighthearted note about that. It's a, it's something I, speaking of social media, that came across in one of my posts. It's a photoshopped image of like Tubman, like kind of look, giving a serious look to the camera. That was back in the day when people didn't really smile for photos. And I have to imagine somebody as world weary and like just exhausted as Harriet Tubman probably wouldn't be grinning ear to ear in a photo anyway. But this person posted this thing and it was like, the great thing is you won't want to spend 20s because you'll pull one out and she's basically telling you, hey, you don't need this shit. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it really did look like she was looking disapprovingly at you like, yeah, let me. And you pull the, the money out, look at it. Uh, Harriet thinks otherwise. You just put it back in. Anyway, that, that's a pretty good and positive note to end on. Um, we'll have some uh, some black representation on our money. And uh, as Barack Obama is our only black president to date, it, and it's, I guess, considered unseemly. To, You'll get a coin soon. I, I really. You think so in our lifetime or do you have to wait like 100 years before that's OK? 
Well, I, again, I really think our lifetimes are going to be quite long. Like, well, I, I don't think necessarily waiting 100 years is not in our lifetime. He'll definitely get a Franklin Mint coin. I was, I was just going to bring that up. Oh, the, well. the Franklin Mint. I can get one of those. I mean. The Franklin Mint presents authentic sterling, uh, sterling silver plated. Yeah. <laughs> Coated in 0.0000001 ounces of gold. Yeah, yeah. The front is the Barack Obama defiantly uh, looking at the enemies of America. The back is Kenya, his <laughs> <laughs> and the crescent moon of his hidden fate. Like, oh no, yeah. that that would sell if you did yeah. the if you did a secret Muslim coin. Uh, people That's would be all about that in the South for sure. Good God, sad to say it would. <laughs> anyway, uh, the Franklin Mint. Please do not produce that hateful coin. Um, <laughs> Please depict our president in a favorable light. We would appreciate it. And if you do pay us royalties, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah, please. Yeah. Make a financial decision. Yeah. Anyway, guys, anything else to say about uh, representation uh, in media, specifically Ghost in the Shell? Are you going to go see it, Cam? Uh, I'll probably wait till it comes out on, you know, Netflix or something or, or you know, like or on cable or whatever. Yeah, an- live adaptation of anime is already kind of dodgy and... Uh, Come on, man. Like, didn't you see that Attack on Titan? Oh, God. Attack it's going to be just Titan as good as that. Well, you know, those people were oh. supposed to be like Europeans, oh, I'll point out. And they, they cast Japanese actors in a Japanese film. That probably accounts for it sucking. <laughs> was it really bad? I wanted that to be good. It was not good. Hmm. I mean, if you're sitting at home on a Saturday or Sunday with nothing to do, it's worth a watch, I guess. But yeah, I usually have laundry to fold. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Definitely wasn't worth the price of admission, that's for sure. All right, good to know. Uh, Look, as a last note, give it a little bit of time because we've made like huge leaps and bounds in the last like 50, 60 years. And don't look towards Hollywood to lead the fight. Come on, man. They're just trying to make a buck. Yeah, they, they, uh, exactly. Not really leading the way. Yeah, good point. They got, they got Bentleys to buy. And, right. You know, or go see like a movie, that movie about Jesse Owens that came out. You're like that, that's obviously going to be an inspirational tale of triumph over hatred. You know, ghost in the shell, pick your ethnic battle somewhere else. Right. Pick right. your ethnic battle somewhere else. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not going to close by, by dismissing this, this guy's and other people's uh, taking issue with the movie. I'll, I'll end it like this. As the studios have a right to make a financial decision to cast a Caucasian actor uh in the role of a traditionally japanese character so do you have the right to not pay them money for that if you object you absolutely should just boycott and say screw you hollywood that's not cool i'm on board and yeah because if you do that and if enough people do that then the next time they will cast a japanese or you know yes uh, yes ethnicity yep make it clear and uh vote with your dollars i'm always a big advocate of that yep and with that said guys i think we are ready to wrap this sucker up Let's do it. Okay, folks, vote with your, well, we don't even ask for dollars. Vote with your positive reviews and maximum stars by checking us out on iTunes. Uh, If you do not like iTunes, we also offer our show every week on Stitcher. Follow us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. Uh, We're not on Pinterest. Join this Nerdstravaganza HQ group on Facebook. I think we have to join Tumblr if we want to be taken seriously on these social justice issues, right? That's up to you, man. Yeah. (laughs) 
Check out this and all of our back episodes on nerdstravaganza.com, our website, soon to be new and improved. Uh, head on over to YouTube, check out all of our video content by typing nerdstravaganza into the handy dandy search bar. Uh, and send us an email at nerdstravaganza at gmail.com. And with all that said, Brian, I have lately been giving you the last word, but I think in the interest of inclusion and to hear his unique take on things, Cam, tell us what you have in the way of a final word. My final word would be, don't go see Ghost in the Shell. <laughs> go see Captain America Civil War. Yes. Oh, another movie with Scarlett Johansson, but at least... Yeah, know. at least she's supposed to be, like, Russian, right? She's cast <laughs> semi-properly. <laughs>